Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me is my very, very talented friend, who is a true artist from behind the stick, the mistress, DC Gina. Hi, Louise. <laughs> Hi, lovely. <sighs> you feeling all artsy? Yes. I am excited for today. Good, good. All right. So we both know that um, often way people start their life and where they end up are completely different, right? So for instance, take world famous fashion designer Vera Wang. We all know her for her beautiful gowns that appear on the red carpet and her elegant bridal collections that include everything from the dress to the tuxes, diamond rings, right down to the flowers that the bride might throw later in the evening, right? But, but, did you know, as a young girl, she dreamt of becoming an Olympic figure skater? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's true. It's very, very true. Just like good old Peggy Fleming, because it's around the same time. Uh, Vera was actually a really talented skater. She placed fifth in junior um, pairs competition in the 1968 U.S. National Championships. Pretty amazing. But unfortunately, that did not qualify her for the Olympic team. But little did she know that this setback would be her first step into becoming the icon she is today. You see, she went on to finish her degree in art history at the University of Paris, where she also discovered her love for uh, fashion and design, which, of course, led her to becoming the rare wing we all know today. Hmm. So, you know, little setbacks, you know, kind of they spin you off in another direction, if you will. Ha ha ha. Get it? Uh, yes, I, I totally get it. <laughs> I know that was dumb. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now on the flip side of that, for some, a career in design can be a gateway to a career in the world of fine arts. For instance, Barbara Kruger, Andy Warhol, Shepard Ferry, and today's designated drinker. This is all true for them. So please let me introduce her so we can just jump right in and find out all, how all this happened for her. Please welcome the incredibly talented boudoir photographer, Julie Soccer, to the show. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks for having me, ladies. Hi, I'm so Julie. excited. See, you're in good company. Those are some big names that all started as graphic designers. I was designers. Just gonna say, holy cow. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know that about Vera Wang. That's pretty cool. Yeah, see, you just never know where life might take you. So... Tell us how your journey into making beautiful artwork all started. Wow. So, um, yeah. Well, it's so funny. I find it so cliche. I went back in high school. um, (laughs) (laughs) It always starts somewhere really early, right? But um, I took a photography class in um, high school. But I was always really involved in something artistic. I was doing photography, I was painting, I was drawing, doing some ceramics, all those things. But photography was one of them that uh, stuck with me for a long time. And um, I just remember in high school, you know, just being really excited about it. But um, I I told my teachers I really wanted to do something with photography. And I think they just really want you to do something safe. So they're like, how about graphic design? So um, I was like, oh, I don't even know what that is. But yeah, I'll look into it and um, ended up going the graphic design route. So um, went to the graphic design route, was going to school for that. But while I was going to school for graphic design, I actually, um, my one of my first jobs was doing photography. 
Um, so I was a post photographer there on Fort Belvoir here in uh, Virginia and was doing that for a couple of years and still was doing graphic design. But um, uh, the, the most, most of my career, though, I, I finally graduated college and just did graphic design mostly for um, government contracts and also as a government civilian. And just about, you know, a while ago. I went ahead and decided to go all in. And uh, while I was doing photography on the side, I went ahead and decided to do it full time. So here I am. <laughs> so your side hustle turned out. <laughs> yeah, I was doing I was I decided to pick up the camera again about mid career. It was like, you know what, I'm just going to just going to take pictures on the weekends and uh, decided to to do it. You know, it started out as like a little thing that I was just looking forward to doing on the weekends. And then um, a bit of a creative a, outlet. Yeah, it was something to look forward to. And I really enjoyed it. And then I just was like, you know what, maybe I can uh, make this my full time thing. So and I did. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So how did you start off? Wh what did you start shooting? So I actually started uh, shooting, man, everything. I think what really inspired me, though, to pick up the camera again was pet photography, uh, pet photography of all the things. I was actually considering a complete career switch and wanting to do something with animals. Um, but I was like, let me just take pictures again. Of, well, you know, you I'm know, just going to. It's yeah. foreshadowing. They're <laughs> naked, hey, my, too. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So I started taking pictures of my pets and my friends' pets. And then um, then it just, you know, snowballed into people, pets and babies and then weddings. And then, you know, I just took a random workshop one day on boudoir photography and that's what sold me. And I was like, I just got to, I got to keep doing this. And the rest of my career, I just focused on that. That's awesome. So did you, where'd you go back for the, or where'd you find that, um, that workshop? So that workshop was in Southern Maryland. There was a photographer there. She specialized in boudoir photography. Now this was probably about 12 or 13 years ago. And um, I don't think a lot of people knew really what that was, or it was maybe just making a comeback. I'm not sure. But um, uh, is she offered a, a workshop and I was like, oh, I'm at a point where I'm just, you know, trying everything right now. So um, I've always had a very curious um, personality where if something looks interesting, I'll, I'll try it. Oh, cool. um, and so yeah, that kind of made me realize, ooh, like, it kind of feels like a little fashion shoot where I was styling my clients and the hair and the makeup and um, all of that stuff. And then realizing that it's actually um, doing something for my client's self-perception and their self-worth. And that's really what sold me on it. That's cool. That's cool. I, I would imagine just starting off, it was probably, or I'm assuming that it was more technical almost where you're learning the lighting and how to work with somebody and then grew into something much bigger than that. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, when you dive into something like that, you're learning, I was learning, you know, lighting techniques, because sometimes you could have specific lighting styles and all of that. Um, and the, the workshop that I took, she taught her lighting technique. And so just learning the technicals, the posing and styling for sure. Um, and it still is like, I, I still feel like I'm, you know, an evolving um, artist where you're just, you're still continuously learning. So um, I'm still learning lighting styles, trying different things and 
Um, and that's what's really fun for me, too. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, as an artist, we hope we're always continuously growing, right? Trying to yeah, do something absolutely. new and trying something exciting. When you and I spoke before, um, I, too, went back for, to school for photography. Um, I went to a university and did unaccredited classes to be able to get that experience and take the on, you know, something new. And for me, it was creative, uh, a creative opportunity after working with a photographer. Um, and uh, I just found it really interesting to find. And then I started shooting nudes for a while. I did that for a little while. And then I was teaching that lighting class. Um, it was really interesting watching people learn how to work with people. As a creative director, an art director, it always was natural. Um, but to really um, introduce new people to it, it's, uh, that's kind of exciting, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's funny because I, I do uh, have given some mentorship classes to um, newer photographers who want to learn the art of boudoir photography and watching them um, get into it. It's really it's fascinating seeing the interaction for sure. I, I bet. Um, and all over your website, you talk about empowering women through this experience. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah, so it, it, it's funny because like I mentioned before, in the um, beginning of me uh, photographing boudoir, it was really just me like loving the art of it and, you know, the technicalities of it. But it really wasn't until one of my clients um, showing her her photos for the first time, she started crying and I was like, oh gosh, did I do something wrong? I hope she's, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, no, these photos, I've never seen myself this way. I feel amazing. And that particular client, she was probably in her mid fifties and she was just like, I've, I've gone to so many doctors. I've had so much work done. And I feel like now I can finally like seeing myself in these photos. I finally feel so good about myself. And that made me feel really good. And I was just like, Oh, there's so much more to this genre of photography than just taking pretty photos and yeah. dressing you up in, you know, some pretty fancy lingerie and, you know, creating a gift for somebody. But throughout the years, it's really been more about um, making her feel good in her own skin. I grew up my own self with, and I think a lot of women can probably say the same, with a ton of insecurities. You know, we're just inundated every day with a ton of um bullshit from the media that we're not thin enough we're not young enough you're not enough not enough you know fill in the blank and um this type of photography is really about making you feel that you are enough that you can do all the things that you want to do even if it scares the shit out of you you can totally (laughs) do this <laughs> that would totally scare the shit out of me. I'm, oh, yeah, it I'm does. behind the camera makes me more comfortable than in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. I think Absolutely. this is the most yeah, quiet I've ever we- been on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so nervous yeah. to even talk. I'm like, I don't ever want to do that. No, you're up next. What? Yeah, I know, right? That's what I got you for your birthday, Gina. <laughs> I think that really is the insecurity, right? Like you do feel like, even if it was just for yourself, like that... Um, that mirror moment, right? You're alone and you look in the mirror and like you can nitpick every single thing about yourself, let alone give a picture of yourself pretty much nude yep. to somebody else. That's like, I think it's more than just a, um, a, photo- a picture of photography. It's like um, giving a little bit of your soul. That takes, it's a lot to do something like that, you no. know? Yeah, well, it, it's ex- literally exposing yourself. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but it's, 
every insecurity, every flaw as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's literally, it's bearing it all. That's why you turn the <laughs> lights off when you're doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doing what, Gina? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, knitting. I think Gina's bright red. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm having like this, like, I... I, I don't I even have the camera out. <laughs> I can't even decide like if if it's I'm hot because I have these headphones on or I'm nervous. <laughs> Got a lot going on. Well, should we dampen this with a little cocktail then? <laughs> Here's a question. Yes, oh, I think it's true. But my question is, do you get your, your clients like like liquored up before? I do offer them a glass of champagne before while they're in hair and makeup. So. Yes, I pour them a little glass of Prosecco just to, one, I think it just adds to the experience and it does, uh, you know, let them relax a little bit more for sure. But I do have a, a two glass minimum. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to, drunky eyes don't look good in your photos. So <laughs> that's what we're doing wrong, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm just thinking. Um, have I taken a drunk photo myself like that? Uh, maybe, probably. Yeah. And like the other person's like, fucking not coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Neil, I'm so glad you don't listen to the podcast too much because <laughs> look what happened to you. <laughs> Sorry, Julie, Neil's my husband. So he's he's all committed to this. See, now, he, now Neil told me he listens to every episode multiple times. <laughs> Do you ever do men? I don't. Well, I will, but I actually have not photographed men in my studio. <laughs> I have. It's just, they're great. I would love to photograph them, but to be quite honest, sometimes photographing, when I get an inquiry, I don't know if it's a real inquiry or not. They're, they, they can oh. be kind of creepy sometimes. Interesting. So. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, there's just... We, yeah. That could be another podcast. <laughs> no, I want to hear about so that. Much. That's what I want to hear about. <laughs> what weird, yeah. like what people say. Yeah, give us one juicy one. Oh, um, male? Like when a guy inquires? Anybody. Anybody that's inappropriate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when a guy inquires, I, I usually know right away that, because what it is is they inquire and the they, I know right away when it's a fake one because they always say, They'll either go into a ton of detail of what they want to do, and it usually involves being totally naked and showing front stuff. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that kind of shoot. I'm sure you can find a photographer on Craigslist who'll do that for you. But that's not what I photograph. So, um, but yeah, they always usually say, you know, crazy things like, well, how far can I go? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no. No, no, see ya. And you know, usually I say something snarky back and then block and delete. So, um, but yeah, but it's sad because those bad apples ruin it for the ones that really do inquire. And I have to have like, I have to grill them way more than I do any other clients. So, so when you said um, that I saw crab apples, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luna Louise, you're giving this to Dave for his 50th or what? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. He'd never do it in a million years. But yeah, absolutely. Why not? He won't be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you for him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm better behind the camera than in front of the camera. 
I think I think everyone should do it. I you know it's I have uh, photographed quite a few nudes. I've I've uh, posed in some of my own self portraits when I was working in doing my own film. Um, so they've only only I have seen them, but most of it was um, it would it would have been body parts like an arm like it was it might be nudes but you would never see my face in them but yeah no so that's kind of the cool thing about what I do because I I tell my clients you don't have to show a lot of skin you can show up fully clothed and if that's what makes you feel good that's what I want to photograph you in because a lot of times people you know will go off and buy some lingerie that they're not even feeling good about and they just wear it because they think they're supposed to and you see it on their face and you see yeah. it in their body posture when they're in the photo shoot and I usually say you know like hey let's put on something else that you feel the best in and so that's why a lot of my clients I tell them if you feel amazing in the cocktail dress that you wore 10 years ago bring that dress or oh if only if I could feel- fit into that cocktail dress yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel amazing. <laughs> no, I was just thinking you could have that like unzipped in the back and then pretend you fit in it and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. You can just do one of those like, like hey, honey, I wore this in high button this up, but we're going to pretend like we're taking it off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a little strap down, except it doesn't actually go on. You can't go any further. You're like, oh. <laughs> Or you're just wiggling it up and it's like, Ugh. you're like, hurry up, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell. I don't know what I, th- I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. All right, let's talk about it. Let's say I do cocktail. Okay. All right. Um, cocktail. I thought about this and I was like, you know, if I was going to do a cocktail and you're, you know, you start off your, your, um, sessions with like a little bit of champagne to loosen you up for me you know it's got to be it's a juicy thing right so we're gonna do a little bit of stone fruit and then you can have um you know any stone fruit for this drink i'm gonna use uh peaches but like if you had plums or um apricots anything that's really juicy what what do you have joy i have peaches perfect so we have a little, so I'm going to use a nice yellow peach. And what this is, we're making a champagne cobbler. And a cobbler is a really simple cocktail. You can use any citrus, any fruit, anything you really want in your berries, whatever. The idea is that you put it into the bottom of the um, your tin. And you're going to use, an, and if you can, using a silver glass for this kind of um, drink is great because it keeps it really cold. If not, you could use your Moscow Mule Cups. You could use... A rocks glass. It really doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever you have. So what we're gonna do is um, here's a little trick. Now you can take a muddler and and muddle this on the bottom, or you could take your um, juice press and just squeeze it. And you're gonna put it into the bottom of your uh, cocktail glass. So go ahead and um, squeeze some from peaches in the bottom to your of your um, cup. So, you know, it's nice little juice. It's all kind of like flowing in. It's so like a I match, have like really. slices. What do I do? I, I don't yeah, have you can, to you, can, you don't have to. You can throw it in the bottom. Okay. No big. <laughs> I'm just giving it a little squish. Okay. It's, you know, it's, it's my, uh, it is, this, this is sexy and bartang. <laughs> when, when you say Barton is giving me a little a little sexy look, it's because their hands are covered in peach juice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, so we have the peaches in the uh, in the cup, and we're going to add our simple syrup. Um, simple syrup is subjective. 
right? If you like things that are really sweet, then you're gonna put an ounce. If you like things that are not so sweet, quarter ounce, half an ounce. Um, for Louise and myself, I'm gonna do half an ounce. And pour that in. Now, How much was it again? Half an ounce. If you like it a little bit sweeter, then an ounce. Okay. Then you're gonna add a dash of, um, of Angostura or you can put a pinch of cinnamon, right? So what we're gonna do next is we're gonna add, I'm gonna add lemon juice. I was going to originally use lime. I'm gonna use lemon. I changed it up, but you can use either one. So I'm gonna use a half an ounce of lemon juice and we're gonna put it in. And I'm gonna use the Angostura because I forgot the cinnamon. I'm a terrible <laughs> uh, host. <laughs> really flustered today. One, two, three. We're gonna put like three in. <laughs> It's Monday. And <laughs> this drink is super easy, right? You have all this in the bottom of your glass. You're going to take a spoon. You're going to give it a little stir. Right? Because the bottom of this drink is all where all the action is. Now, you have some mint. You have any of these things in your garden. You have something like hanging out, a little bit of sage, thyme, whatever. As long as it's fresh, you can use it. If not, you don't like mint. Mint's the grossest thing in your life. You don't love it. Don't use it. So we'll do one with and one without. And all you're going to do is put it in the bottom of the glass. And now we're going to fill this with crushed ice. If you don't have crushed ice at home, it's not a big deal. You can use regular ice. If you have um, a towel and a little bit of anger and a mallet, you can make your own self crushed ice. And it's actually very um, helpful for getting rid of stress. <laughs> all right, now we're going to take our bubbly. And I didn't open it beforehand because I like the sound of the pop. There you go. Okay. It is a beautiful sound. <laughs> uh, here we go, here we go. So, I'm gonna open that. Ooh, oh. And we're gonna take, I'm gonna show you a little trick. We'll make sure that everyone can say, you take your bar spoon, it's actually made for this when you're filling up a champagne drink. So the next time when you're making drinks for your clients, you can oh. show them this little trick. Mm -hmm. And it just goes down the spoon and fills it up. And is, it, is that to open up the champagne? Uh, nope, it's just a bar trick. Oh, <laughs> it just looks pretty. It's all smoke and mirrors, Louise. Just it does like look my cool. boudoir photos. There you go, all smoke and mirrors. It's <laughs> just a good photographer and some nice lighting, and then you too will believe that I'm Ben. <laughs> All right, so we're going to fill this up, and really, really, it's the easiest drink ever. That's it, really. It's a champagne cobbler. You want to add a little bit extra to this, a little vermouth, something like that. Absolutely easy peasy. And we'll put a garnish because we have it, and I love garnishes. Put a little of that. We'll put that. We'll do a slice of peach. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, you to, to make it look good in, in uh, cocktails, you got to keep layering it on where you're like, take it off. <laughs> Julie's like, take off all your clothes. And I'm like, put up more garnishes. In <laughs> well, you could put a garnishment in there, but it might be in an odd placement, though. I mean, that could be a different photo shoot altogether. You could have like a like a, in front of your, you know, a bush of mint. There you go. And then you'll be like, that's, <laughs> you think that's not attractive. <laughs> I'll just hold this down there. I'll be like, oh, this is me. Oh, no? Okay. <laughs> or Julie, I could be like in my, my boudoir photo, be like me holding berries like in front of my boobie like this. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. All 
All right. Hey, <laughs> what else we got? Want to do a little uh, marigold? We got a little marigold in there. She's just throwing everything but the kitchen sink in there. I'm so nervous. I, I yeah, keep thinking, do I have to participate? Here we go. <laughs> All right. Cheers. 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 <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that is tasty. What makes a cobbler a cobbler, Gina? Um, it's just a term for a drink that's over crushed ice with like muddled fruit in the bottom. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Now we know. And it wouldn't be more fun if it was like, oh, there was a shoe guy and he made this drink and it was the fifth century and <laughs> everyone was sitting around. And, and then they ate cobbler pie. Yeah. And then they had cobbler pie. No, we, no, we cobbled oh. you a shoe. That's what I'm saying. The cobbler and, oh, then right. made me a cobbler. Oh, yeah. A cobble, cobbler. Yes. yes. And then they all moved into a tree and then it went on fire. <laughs> And when they were making it's cookies. It's gone downhill fast. I don't even know where it's going now. Okay, let's Julia, bring it- I'm messing with you. Okay, let's bring it back up, Gina, where they're going to go to get all these uh, how-tos. You're going to go to designateddrinker.show to um, get a trip. Sorry. You're going to go to designateddrinker.show for the... Uh, <laughs> the tips, tricks, and how-tos I, can I just on say, all like, of the cocktails. This I, I can't right now. I, I literally... All kinds of thoughts are going through my head that are not what I normally say. I was going to say for all the tits. I know. <laughs> what the? I am normally not like this. You've done something to it. You my face. I'm not even drinking. Oh, my God. I don't even yeah. have my camera out. I, apparently, I, I'm like, oh, totally. I am. Or at least trying to disrobe. I, maybe I do want to do this. Maybe she doesn't have pants on. I can't see her bottoms. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. The other thing you're going to do is go there, and we're going to have links to Julie's um, photography. So if you're looking to have, you know, those beautiful. You've got it. One, you've got to go look at her work. Her work is so beautiful. Um, if just for nothing else, that it's beautiful to look at. But if you wanted that to be you, um, I think she'd be the perfect one for you. Make sure all those links to your site is there in case they want to get a hold of you. And they'll also be in our show notes. So you don't even have to go um, to your laptop. You can just really swipe up on your, on your smartphone and it will be right there for you. Making it easy. Peasy. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Lemon squeezy. I can't. <laughs> So just keep setting him up and looking at her. And she's like, I can't go there. I'm going. <laughs> I mean, I was all thinking I was cute with the emoji of the peach and what it means. And now I'm like. An eggplant. Like, I, I'm, like, I'm like this right now. I'm like, I can't talk about it. I never considered myself a prude, but apparently I am. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's, maybe we could, oh, you know, your birthday's right around the corner. Maybe we have Neil do a photo shoot for you, Gina. In camo. In camo. In camo. There you go. Camo lingerie. Meaning nobody wants to see this. (laughs) So it would just be my head floating around in bed like a genie. No, he likes camo so much. It's like you're coming out of the woods at him, you know. No? <laughs> it's a hunter paradise. There you go. Come hunt me, baby. <laughs> oh, I just Lord. love the fact that I just keep doing this because she's so beat red. It's hilarious. It's so good. It's so good. I know. No amount of lighting is going to fix this. I'll be the hunter. There you go. <laughs> I'll be like running around my house like a little bunny. <laughs> also, I like the fact that I just envision myself as a bunny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I put you in like camo lingerie. I don't know. Um, 
So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Julie, what would one expect if they came in for a photo shoot? So, yeah. Well, the very first thing in the process is to have a consultation with me. I want to know why you want to do a boudoir shoot and how um, we can make that happen. Plus, I want to make sure that, you know, my style matches with my clients. Um, but yeah, when you come in, like I'm going to guide you through the whole thing. I help you style your outfits if you need to. I provide you with a prep guide that shows you where to go shopping and what types of looks to do and just how to prepare for your shoot. But when you come in, like I said, we we start off with a little champagne just to help ease the nerves. Um, and then when it comes time to shoot, I do direct impose everything for my clients. I don't expect them to know how to pose or do any of that. And I don't tell you to practice your sexy face because I'm going to coach you into all of that. So this doesn't work? <laughs> all the, all the, are all the duck lips? Well, <laughs> yes, I'll even tell you to relax the duck <laughs> Release lips. Release your all duck of those lips. Things. <laughs> don't want duck lips. <laughs> Release the duck lips, yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I coach them through the whole thing. All the usually client, you know, everybody's super nervous when they come in, which is totally understandable. Um, and it's completely normal to be nervous. But I think usually after the first five minutes of the shoot, everybody relaxes a little bit and they go, oh, you're telling me everything I need to do. This is pretty damn awesome. I'm just going to just wait yeah. for instruction. <laughs> and they just say, you know, I just tell her, you just have to show up. That's all you got to do. My hair and makeup artist will get you ready and I'll be here to, you know, help through that process as well. Um, and then after the shoot, yeah, we go through your photos um, about two weeks later, pick out your favorite ones, and then we'll design the product you want to put your photos That's in. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have different bedrooms to pick from? I don't. I just have one like bedroom set, but I have multiple little sets that I do. Like I love doing stuff on the floor or stuff in front of the windows or the bed scene, the couch scene. So that's kind of what I do for my sets. But I, it is typically revolved around a bedroom set. So let me ask you, do you go, do you shoot on set on set sometimes too? Like yes. if somebody wanted you to come to their home or yeah, uh, so wherever. You, when I very when I started doing boudoir photography way back when I was actually doing them in hotels way back in the day. Um, but now, like if somebody wants to do like usually it's my clients who come back a second, a third, or a fourth time. We really you know narrow down what what kind of shoot we want to do this time around. And sometimes they do go on set somewhere. Maybe we go to a hotel or. One of my clients, she wanted, like the theme she was drawn to was uh, rustic glam. So I found a cabin somewhere out in Spotsylvania County and we dressed her all up in all the, the glam and then had her shoot in a little old cabin. Um, kind of the juxtaposition of the two themes is a really cool look. Um, but yeah, I, we do go on location somewhere too. I, when I travel, that's, that's definitely cool. on location as well. So wherever wherever it takes me for sure. Maybe your wallpapered uh, chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's as attractive these days. I'd be like, honey, I'm in camo in our chicken coop. <laughs> what do you think now? Hey, there's a first for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ooh. awesome. Ooh. Oh, my cheeks hurt. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> this is good. Part of me wants to just do it just for the experience and like walk people through it and be like, look, 
I would never do it. And now I'm doing it. Yeah, so, yeah. there you go. Exactly. <laughs> It's a great experience. I think if anything, I, I tell everybody the experience alone, I think is just really great. It's a, a you know day of pampering moms who just need a day for themselves. And we all, us women, we, we hide behind the excuse of doing this for somebody else. But I, I know it's for you. <laughs> and, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. That's really what I tell my clients. Like This is first and foremost for you. The gift giving is the bonus. So um, he's going to love no matter what you're in. So you do this for yourself and have a good experience and you're going to feel good afterwards. That it, that confidence that you gain from the experience alone. Most of my clients, they leave the studio and they're like, I haven't even seen my photos yet, but I feel like a million bucks right now. They'll keep their makeup on. They're wearing the heels out. They're meeting their girlfriends for uh, cocktails afterwards. It's a really great experience. And then when they see the photos, they're like, I love them all. Holy shit. I can't believe that's me. And I'm like, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all those things that were, you know, holding you back before you thought you couldn't do it. You totally did it. <laughs> Sounds like a great experience. It, it really does. It really does. So, Gina. It's time. It's time. All right. So I have a question. In this day and age, right, everyone identifies themselves with some sort of, you know, spirit animal. And, you know, you might identify yourself with um, an assassin beetle because you're stealthy and you go in and you get your prey and that's your thing, right? If you can identify yourself as um, a spirited ingredient, whether it's for food or for drinks, what would it be and why? Man, so I did think about this. This is a tough one because... Like, like you ladies, I like to be behind the scenes and I'm very much like, you know, I don't like to put myself in front of all of that, but, um, it's so funny. I was thinking about it, you know, ice, it's such a, such a, a forgotten thing that I think a lot of people, you know, you might pour yourself a glass of water, might be a, a drink and it might be good room temperature. It might be, it might be all right. But when you put ice in it, you're like, oh shit didn't realize I needed that. <laughs> so ice, I would be ice because I just think it's one of those things where like, you know, you didn't know you needed it until it showed up or you could take awesome photos of yourself. But when you have somebody that knows what they're doing, it makes it even better. <laughs> there you go. Truly. That's a first. Ice. <laughs> Also, she makes I love cool. it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's refreshing. Oh a re it's a refreshing um, additive to your drink. So <laughs> there you go. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, ladies, on that note, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers ladies. A pleasure. <laughs> the Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.
please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.